more older Americans are living alone, but a staggering number of those seniors are experiencing social isolation and dementia symptoms. The results of a decades-long study from the University College London on the impact of loneliness and isolation has shown that both loneliness and infrequent contact with friends and family can, independently, shorten a person's life. Learn more about the dangers of seniors living alone. According to AARP, nearly 90% of people over age 65 want to stay at home for as long as possible. Living at home and staying in a familiar community may offer benefits to seniors' emotional well-being, but research indicates that a staggering number of seniors who should be receiving assisted living care are still living at home in many cases, alone. To some of us, the answer may seem obvious, make the move to an assisted living community where social activity, health monitoring and medication management is all included. However, moving to senior living can be a difficult decision, particularly if your loved one is not keen on moving. The Administration on Aging reports that about 29%, or 11.3 million older adults lived alone in 2010. At the same time, it's estimated that over 12% of seniors 65 and older, more than 5 million need assistance with long-term care to perform activities of daily life. Those seniors who are low-income or live in poverty are even more likely to live at home rather than in a facility, even if they require more care. The numbers for individuals with Alzheimer's or dementia are, quite frankly, startling, of the 60 to 70 percent of seniors with dementia living in the community. 25 percent live alone, reports the Alzheimer's Association. Andrew Steptoe, a professor of psychology at University College London, says. He was surprised by the results of the social isolation study, both social isolation and loneliness appeared initially to be associated with a greater risk of dying, he says. But it was really the isolation which was more important when living alone is unsafe. If we want our loved ones to remain safe and healthy, it's important to make sure their environment is appropriate to their physical needs, particularly if they're showing early signs of cognitive impairment. If you notice that your loved one needs help with daily activities such as eating, bathing and dressing, they may have decreased cognitive functioning associated with early or middle-stage dementia. Even in their own home, the combination of poor eyesight and minor safety hazards can put seniors at risk for falls, broken hips and even death. Keeping track of physical symptoms, mental health, and senior nutrition is of critical importance. Warning signs that living alone is no longer safe for an older adult include medication management issues, poor eyesight, social isolation, forgetting appointments, unable to keep up with daily chores and housekeeping, poor nutrition or malnutrition, home safety hazards such as poor lighting and loose carpeting, unable to pay bills on time. Here are 20 facts about senior isolation to help you stay informed. 1. Senior isolation increases the risk of mortality. 
according to a 2012 study in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, both social isolation and loneliness are associated with a higher risk of mortality in adults aged 52 and older. One possible explanation, people who live alone or lack social contacts may be at increased risk of death if acute symptoms develop, because there is less of a network of confidants to prompt medical attention. Efforts to reduce isolation are the key to addressing the issue of mortality, said the study's authors. 2. Feelings of loneliness can negatively affect both physical and mental health. Regardless of the facts of a person's isolation, seniors who feel lonely and isolated are more likely to report also having poor physical and or mental health, as reported in a 2009 study using data from the National Social Life Health and Aging Project. Connecting seniors with social resources, such as senior centers and meal delivery programs, is one way to combat subjective feelings of isolation. 3. Perceived loneliness contributes to cognitive decline and risk of dementia. Dr. John Cacioppo, a neuroscientist and psychologist at the University of Chicago, has been studying social isolation for 30 years. One frightening finding is that feelings of loneliness are linked to poor cognitive performance and quicker cognitive decline. We evolved to be a social species, says a Dr. Cacioppo. It's hardwired into our brains, and when we don't meet that need, it can have physical and neurological effects. 4. Social isolation makes seniors more vulnerable to elder abuse. Many studies show a connection between social isolation and higher rates of elder abuse, reports the National Center on Elder Abuse. Whether this is because isolated adults are more likely to fall victim to abuse, or a result of abusers attempting to isolate the elders from others to minimize risk of discovery, researchers aren't certain. A critical strategy for reducing elder abuse is speaking up, abuse, neglect, and exploitation often go unreported. As for prevention, maintaining connections with senior loved ones helps us ensure their safety. 5. LGBT seniors are much more likely to be socially isolated. LGBT seniors are twice as likely to live alone, according to SAGE, Services and Advocacy for GLBT Elders, they are more likely to be single and they are less likely to have children and they are more likely to be estranged from their biological families. Stigma and discrimination are major roadblocks to support for LGBT seniors. But there are more and more community groups and online resources devoted to helping these elders avoid isolation. 6. Social isolation in seniors is linked to long-term illness. In the PNAS study mentioned above, illnesses and conditions such as chronic lung disease, arthritis, impaired mobility, and depression were associated with social isolation, ensuring appropriate care for our loved ones. Illnesses can help prevent this isolation. For homebound seniors, phone calls and visits can be a critical part of connecting with loved ones. Others may find that moving to an assisted living community addresses both issues, the need for ongoing care and the desire 
for companionship. 7. Loneliness in seniors is a major risk factor for depression. Numerous studies over the past decade have shown that feeling loneliness is associated with more depressive symptoms in both middle-aged and older adults. One important first step is recognizing those feelings of loneliness, isolation and depression and seeking treatment, whether it's on your own behalf or for the sake of a loved one. 8. Loneliness causes high blood pressure. A 2010 study in psychology and aging indicated a direct relationship between loneliness in older adults and increases in systolic blood pressure over a four-year period. These increases were independent of race, ethnicity, gender, and other possible contributing factors. Early interventions for loneliness, say the study's authors, may be key to preventing both the isolation and associated health risks. 9. Socially isolated seniors are more pessimistic about the future. According to the National Council on Aging, socially isolated seniors are more likely to predict their quality of life will get worse over the next 5-10 years, are more concerned about needing help from community programs as they get older, and are more likely to express concerns about aging in place. The National Association of Area Agencies on Aging says community-based programs and services are critical in helping ward off potential problems and improving quality of life for older people. 10. Physical and geographic isolation often leads to social isolation. One in six seniors living alone in the United States faces physical, cultural, and or geographical barriers that isolate them from their peers and communities, reports the National Council on Aging. This isolation can prevent them from receiving benefits and services that can improve their economic security and their ability to live healthy, independent lives. Referring isolated older adults to senior centers, activity programs, and transportation services can go a long way toward creating valuable connections and reducing isolation. 11. Isolated seniors are more likely to need long-term care. Loneliness and social isolation are major predictors of seniors utilizing home care, as well as entering nursing homes, according to a 2004 report from the Children's, Women's and Seniors Health Branch, British Columbia Ministry of Health. The positive angle of these findings, says the report, is that using Long-term health care services can in itself connect seniors with much-needed support, particularly for seniors in rural areas, entering a care facility may provide companionship and social contact. 12. Loss of a spouse is a major risk factor for loneliness and isolation. Losing a spouse, an event which becomes more common as people in rural older age, has been shown by numerous studies to increase seniors' vulnerability to emotional and social isolation, says the same report from the British Columbia Ministry of Health. Besides the loneliness brought on by bereavement, the loss of a partner may also mean the loss of social interactions that were facilitated by being part of a couple. Ensuring seniors have access to family and friendship support can help alleviate this loneliness. 13. 
transportation challenges can lead to social isolation. According to the AARP, life expectancy exceeds safe driving expectancy after age 70 by about 6 years for men and 10 years for women. Yet, 41% of seniors do not feel that the transportation support in their community is adequate, says Thinka. Having access to adequate public transportation or other senior transportation services is key to seniors accessing programs and resources, as well as their feelings of connectedness and independence. 14. Caregivers of the elderly are also at risk for social isolation. Being a family caregiver is an enormous responsibility, whether you are caring for a parent, spouse, or other relative. When that person has Alzheimer's disease, dementia, or a physical impairment, the caregiver may feel even less able to set aside his or her caregiving duties to attend to social relationships they previously enjoyed. This can trigger loneliness and depression. Seeking support caring for yourself, and even looking for temporary respite. Care can help ward off caregiver loneliness and restore your sense of connection. 15. Loneliness can be contagious. Studies have found that loneliness has a tendency to spread from person to person, due to negative social interactions and other factors. In other words, when one person is lonely, that loneliness is more likely to spread to friends or contacts of the lonely individual. Making things even worse. People have a tendency to further isolate people who are lonely because we have evolved to avoid threats to our social cohesion. It's a complicated situation, and simply telling seniors to engage in more social activities may not be enough. Considering our loved one's needs as individuals is a valuable first step to figuring out how to prevent or combat isolation. 16. Lonely people are more likely to engage in unhealthy behavior. A 2011 study using data from the English Longitudinal Study of Aging ELSA, found that people who are socially isolated or lonely are also more likely to report risky health behaviors such as poor diet, lack of physical activity, and smoking. Conversely, Social support can help encourage seniors to eat well, exercise, and live healthy lifestyles. Living in a community situation can be an effective barrier to loneliness. And most senior communities specifically promote wellness through diet and exercise programs. 17. Volunteering can reduce social isolation and loneliness in seniors. We all know that volunteering is a rewarding activity and seniors have a unique skill set and doodles of life experience to contribute to their communities. It can also boost longevity and contribute to mental health and well-being, and it ensures that seniors have a source of social connection. There are plenty of opportunities tailor-made for seniors interested in volunteering. 18. Feeling isolated? Take a class. A review of studies looking at various types of interventions on senior loneliness found that the most effective programs for combating isolation had an educational or training component, for instance, classes on health-related topics, computer training, or exercise classes. 19. 
technology can help senior isolation, but not always. Even though modern technology provides us with more opportunities than ever. For keeping in touch, sometimes the result is that we feel lonelier than ever. The key to finding technological interventions that really do help, says Health Quality Ontario, is matching those interventions to the specific needs of individual seniors. One simple strategy that does help, for seniors with hearing loss, simply providing a hearing aid can improve communication and reduce loneliness. Phone contact and web-based support programs were less consistent in their effectiveness, but for some, they might provide a lifeline. 20. Physical activity reduces senior isolation. Group exercise programs, it turns out, are a wonderfully effective way to reduce isolation and loneliness in seniors, and of course they have the added benefit of being great for physical and mental health. In one study discussed by Health Quality Ontario, seniors reported greater well-being. Regardless of whether the activity was aerobic or lower impact, like stretching. According to the U.S. Census Bureau 11 million, or 28% of people aged 65 and older, lived alone in 2010. As people get older, their likelihood of living alone only increases. Additionally, more and more older adults do not have children, reports the AARP and that means fewer family members to provide company and care as those adults become seniors. While living alone does not inevitably lead to social isolation, it is certainly a predisposing factor. Yet another important consideration is how often seniors engage in social activities. Statistics Canada reports that 80% of Canadian seniors participate in one or more social activities on a frequent basis, at least monthly, but that leaves fully one-fifth of seniors not participating in weekly or even monthly activities. Social contacts tend to decrease as we age for a variety of reasons, including retirement, the death of friends and family, or a lack of mobility. Regardless of the causes of senior isolation, the consequences can be alarming and even harmful. Even perceived social isolation the feeling that you are lonely is a struggle for many older people. Fortunately, the past couple of decades have seen increasing research into the risks, causes, and prevention of loneliness in seniors. Living alone as a senior citizen can allow you to be independent and self-sufficient. For many seniors living alone is preferable to living with an adult child being placed in a retirement home or even living in an assisted living facility. But living alone when you are a senior can have its pitfalls and challenges as well. These senior tips for living alone can help to keep you safe while you enjoy the lifestyle you love. Perhaps the best senior tip for living alone is to make every effort to live a healthy lifestyle. Sticking to a good, healthy diet, getting regular, age. Appropriate exercise, making sure to get enough sleep and taking your prescribed medications are essential to keeping you fit and able to deal with problems on your own or with limited help. Don't let living alone mean eating out of a can with no fresh fruit or vegetables anywhere to be seen. Just 
because no one is checking don't skip taking that walk, for months at a time. Passing by your medicine bottles with a shrug or substituting catnaps for real sleep, are also not a good idea. Your ability to continue to live alone will very much depend on senior tips that can keep you healthy. An important senior tip for living alone is to develop a system in your home that allows you to feel and be organized. It doesn't necessarily have to be a system that works for anyone but you. Being well organized in your home means having fixed locations for storing essentials like keys, wallet, important phone numbers, appointment cards, and medications. But organization also means establishing a comfortable schedule that will allow you to complete routine tasks like shopping, appointments, meetings and visits without undue dress. Putting that schedule and related phone numbers on a calendar in a prominent place will help you to function independently and prompt you to get to where you need to go when you need to go there. A great senior tip for helping you to feel confident, comfortable and secure while living alone is to train ourselves to maintain backup supplies. Certainly for those times when the power goes off, you will want to have backups like flashlights, batteries, blankets, candles and matches placed where they can be easily reached. But you will also want less dramatic backup supplies to hold you over during those instances when bad weather or bad cold keep you housebound for a day or two. A well-stocked freezer, extra canned goods, surplus paper products and plenty of bottled water will all help you to feel prepared for any mishaps. You may never have to resort to any of the backup materials you store away, but laying in supplies will give you peace of mind and is a clear expression of your ability to take charge and manage while living alone. A useful senior tip is to make sure you get to know your neighbors. You don't have to make them your best friends, but having a sense of who they are, what they do and their daily routines can help to alert you when something seems amiss in the neighborhood. Besides making them aware of the presence of a senior citizen in the neighborhood can work to your mutual advantage. Without being intrusive many neighbors enjoy taking a somewhat protective attitude towards seniors in their neighborhood and they can often be relied on to lend a hand or a cup of sugar as need be. You can add to your sense of security in your own home by installing reliable locks or a security system that suits your needs in your particular neighborhood. The end result should be that you can enter your house easily and that you can also secure your home from an authorized entry just as easily. However secure your house may seem, remember you hold the key, you must refuse to open your door to anyone you don't know, regardless of how nice they may look or sound. Inside your home you can beef up your personal security by participating in a senior citizens call-in program available in many communities. This system requires you to call a central switchboard at a set time each day to assure others that you are up and about your day. Failure to call in will activate a call to your home to check on your well-being. Many seniors today feel more secure than ever because they wear an emergency pendant which serves as signaling device for outside help if you fall or require medical assistance.
Being alone in your own home can never be totally risk-free but there are ways to reduce the dangers. If you have stairs, a good senior tip is to make a small investment to install a second-hand rail so that there are railings on both sides of the stairs. A few minor additions to your bathroom like non-skid mats, hand rails, and tub chairs all improve your ability to function well in the bathroom and to remain safe. Some seniors scoff at adding safety and security devices to their homes. You'll be more likely to accept these senior tips if you recognize that they are simple, generally inexpensive and may really make the difference between being able to stay in your own home or not. The best source of assistance for some seniors may well be other seniors. A good senior tip is to get connected with the senior community in your area. You may want to spend 40 hours a week at the local senior center and go on every day trip they offer. Or you may only pass through occasionally. What's important is to make yourself known and to discover what services and activities are provided. You may be surprised at the diversity of senior activities that can be found in one central location. Today senior centers are more than places to socialize over coffee and Donuts. Most centers have a full schedule of activities including things like line dancing, creative writing, music, bowling and shopping trips. But they also offer free health screening, nutrition classes, relaxation courses and a variety of counseling options. The center allows you to connect with other people not unlike yourself. Sharing experiences may mean both getting some good senior tips for living alone and feeling the satisfaction of giving out. A few senior tips of your own. Being a senior living alone can be wonderful but it can also be a challenge. For those who are fully committed to that lifestyle, there are many senior tips that can help make living alone as a senior a safe, secure and happy lifestyle and one that you will enjoy for years to come. According to the Administration on Aging, in 2012, 28% of all older people not currently living in an assisted living facility were living at home alone. While many of those in their 70s, 80s and even their 90s can live completely independent lives, certain physical and mental conditions can cause dangerous scenarios. For seniors living alone, it's vital that the environment our loved ones are living in is safe and meets all their current needs. If you suspect that your loved one may be having some difficulties within their home, it may be time to assess their situation and determine whether remaining alone in their home is the best option for their health and safety. Condition of the home, while it's understandable that the home may not be completely spotless, the condition of your loved one's home should still be safe and manageable. Your loved one should still be able to do basic household tasks like washing dishes, vacuuming, and taking out the garbage. If the house is cluttered and dirty, lighting is poor, carpets are loose, and the stairs are steep, it might be time to consider a different living space for their safety and health. Cognitive issues Your loved one may begin displaying memory issues or showing signs of inappropriate thinking. Perhaps they're acting differently and are having problems with normal household tasks, 
like paying bills or keeping food in the house. These could be early signs of Alzheimer's disease. And your loved one will need professional care to ensure their safety. Even in these early stages, if a senior is suffering from memory lapses the results can be dire, especially if they're forgetting to take their medication or attempting to drive. Behavioral changes, you may notice a change in your loved one's hygiene, social interactions or appearance. Your loved one may start to withdraw from society and seem depressed. It may become hard to reach them or get them to leave the home. Physical impairments or diseases, while some diseases like diabetes are manageable for seniors living alone, other impairments that tend to come with aging may be too much for your loved one to handle on their own. Diseases like Parkinson's or recurring strokes can require professional, intensive care. Perhaps you're spending a great deal of your time with your loved one at various doctor's appointments or your loved one has fallen numerous times, resulting in broken bones that take a long time to heal. Need more care than family can provide, this is one of the most difficult things to admit that the family caregiver is in over their head. When the physical or financial tasks of caring for your loved one becomes too much, it's time to consider that an assisted living facility can provide the professional care your loved one deserves. 18% of seniors live alone, while 43% report feeling lonely on a regular basis, according to a study conducted by researchers from the University of California, San Francisco, UCSF. Lonely seniors are more likely to decline and die faster. The aforementioned UCSF study also found that people 60 years old and older who reported feeling lonely saw a 45% increase in the risk for death. Isolated elders also had a 59% greater risk of mental and physical decline than their more social counterparts. One in seven people with Alzheimer's disease live alone, according to a recently released report from the Alzheimer's Association. Loneliness is contagious. Older adults who feel lonely are more prone to behave in ways that may cause other people to not want to be around them. Psychologists from the University of Chicago who analyzed data from the Farmingham Heart Study, a long-term, ongoing cardiovascular study, found that solitary seniors have a tendency to further isolate themselves by pushing people away and not making efforts to engage with others. The elderly population is large in general and growing due to advancement of healthcare education. These people are faced with numerous physical, psychological and social role changes that challenge their sense of self and capacity to live happily. Many people experience loneliness and depression in old age, either as a result of living alone or due to lack of close family ties and reduced connections with their culture of origin which results in an inability to actively participate in the community activities. With advancing age, it is inevitable that people lose connection with their friendship networks and that they find it more difficult to initiate new friendships and to belong to new networks. The present study was conducted to investigate the relationships among depression, loneliness and sociability in 
Elderly People By 2030, the population aged 50 or over will increase to 132 million. Most of this growth will be concentrated among those aged 65 and over as the retirement of the leading edge of the baby boom is projected to nearly double. The number of adults aged 65-74 from 21.7 million in 2010 to 38.6 million in 2030. The population aged 75-84 will also continue to grow. After increasing from 10.1 million in 1990 to 13.1 million in 2010, the number of people aged 75-84 is projected to reach 30.1 million in 2040, with growth more concentrated. Among older age groups, the overall population distribution is set to shift. As one in five people in the U.S. are projected to be 65 or over by 2030, compared to one in seven today. One in eight will be 75 or over by 2040, up from one in 16 today. As the share of older adults grows, many areas have high concentrations of people 50 and over. In 1990, there were just 156 counties, 5% of U.S. counties, where older adults made up 40% or more of the population, but by 2010 that number had multiplied to 1,031, 33% of total counties. Nearly half, 47%, of households under the age of 50 are couples with children under 18 at home or single parents, a share which falls to 9% of households in their late 50s and continues to drop among older age groups. The increase in single-person households is the most dramatic change in Household type after age 50 About one quarter of households in their 50s consist of a single person, a share which rises to one-third of those in their 60s, two out of five households in their 70s, and three out of five aged 80 and over. Between 2015 and 2035, the number of people over the age of 75 living alone will nearly double from 6.9 million to 13.4 million, the majority of whom will be women, with the aging of more racially and ethnically diverse generations, the population aged 65-79 in 2030 is projected to be nearly one-third minority. Today's older minorities, particularly Asians and Hispanics, are more likely to live in relatives' homes as they age. The number of Medicare recipients reporting difficulty with activities of daily living declined by 22 percent between 1991 and 2009. Though health and quality of life are improving overall, 74 percent of Medicare beneficiaries living in their community reported two or more chronic health conditions such as diabetes, arthritis, Alzheimer's, or heart disease. About one in four older adults has a cognitive, hearing, mobility, or vision difficulty. By age 85, however, more than two in three adults face at least one of these difficulties. Black and low-income older adults face higher rates of disability. About one-third, 32%, of the black population aged 50 and over have at least one of six common difficulties. Those associated with vision, cognition, 
self-care, hearing, independent living, and mobility, compared with about one quarter of Hispanics, whites, Asians, and other minorities. Additionally, 45% of older adults with household income less than $15,000 have at least one difficulty, compared with 14 percent of older adults with household income of $75,000 and over. Though moving becomes less frequent with age, older households that do move are more likely to choose homes with universal design features about one quarter of movers in their 50s and 60s, more than one-third in their 70s, and more than one-third in their 80s move to homes with three or more accessibility features. More than 90% of households in their 80s that move relocate to homes with single-floor living, while 63% move to homes with no step entries and 35% move to homes extra-wide doors and hallways, while some accessibility improvements to support aging in place can be made relatively easily, others can be complex and costly. Installing grab bars and grips in bathrooms, handrails on both sides of a stairway, and lever-style handles on doors and faucets can cost under $1,000. While widening one doorway can cost $800 to $1,200, installing a wheelchair ramp can cost $1,600 to $3,200, and installing a stair lift can cost $3,000 to $12,000. 5.5 million older households include someone with mobility difficulty but live in homes without no step entryways. Installing ramps in all of these homes at an average cost of $2,400 each would cost $13.2 billion, representing both the outsized extent of need for accessible homes and the opportunities for the remodeling industry in addressing these needs. In-home care costs for older households can be substantial, the median monthly cost for 30 hours of weekly service is $2,500-$600. The typical homeowner, age 65 and over has enough wealth to cover the costs of in-home assistance for nearly 9 years or assisted living for 6 and half years. The typical renter, however, can only afford 2 months of these supports. Long-term care policies are expensive and the premiums are beyond the reach of many older adults. In 2010, policyholders aged 65 to 69 paid, on average, $2,781 annually for long-term care insurance and those aged 75 and over paid $4,123, despite its high costs. Private insurance benefits subsidize only 60 to 75% of long-term care costs. Medicaid plays a critical role in financing the long-term care needs of low-income households in institutional settings, including two-thirds of nursing home residents aged 65 and over. In 2009, Medicaid-funded home and community-based services (HCBS) waiver programs which cover long-term care in the home, paid for modifications to the homes of 36,400 recipients, with expenditures totaling $106 million. Two out of three older adults with disabilities who receive long-term care services at 
home get their care exclusively from family members, primarily wives and adult daughters. 16% of the youngest baby boomers, aged 50 to 59, do not have children who might take care for them in older age. Do in part 2. Demographic shifts, AARP estimates that the ratio of potential family caregivers to those over 80 will fall from 7 to 1 today to 4 to 1 by 2030 and to less than 3 to 1 by 2050. According to the Census Bureau's middle series projections, the elderly population will more than double between now and the year 2050, to 80 million. By that year, as many as 1 in 5 Americans could be elderly. Most of this growth should occur between 2010 and 2030, when the baby boom generation enters their elderly years. During that period, the number of elderly will grow by an average of 2.8% annually. By comparison, annual growth will average 1.3% during the preceding 20 years and 0.7% during the following 20 years. About 32 million Americans live by themselves, a number that has increased for more than six decades. The largest jump is happening now among seniors. Another sign that the influence of baby boomers, the oldest turned 66 this year, is far from fading. Almost 28% of the nation's 115 million households were living solo in 2011 compared with 26% in 2000, according to census data. About 10% of all households were people 65 and over living alone, a segment that grew 7% since 2005. In just 8 years, there will be more Americans over age 65 than under age 15. By 2030 the number of people over 65 will double, while the number of those over 80 will nearly triple. It's not just the number of elders in America that is unprecedented, there has also been a revolution in how and where the elderly live. 100 years ago, 70% of American widows and widowers moved in with their families. Today nearly the same proportion of widows and widowers live alone. As late as 1950, only 10 percent of all Americans over age 65 lived alone. Today, by contrast, a full third of all older Americans live alone, a figure that rises to 40 percent. For those 85 and older, the practice is likely to accelerate with a graying of the baby boom generation, whose first members turned 65 last year. This is a not a bad news story about the younger generation refusing to take in their aging parents. In fact, a recent Pew Research Center survey found that more of the younger generation than the elder generation believes that young people have an obligation to take in their aging parents. Older Americans typically prefer to remain in their own homes, a trend. Gerontologists call aging in place. A 2005 AARP survey of 1,005 adults 50 and older found that 89% wanted to age in place. Indeed, those who age alone often say that their sense of dignity and integrity depends on their capacity to maintain their own home. If bad health or economic insecurity forced them to move in with family or, worse, a nursing home, they 
say, this would be a devastating loss of face as well as privacy. Before Social Security, most widowed or unmarried elders had to move in with relatives or go to rest homes because they simply could not afford otherwise. In the 1950s, 35% of older people lived in poverty. The poverty rate for older people had fallen to 15% by the 1970s and has hovered between 10 and 12.5% since the 1980s, a trend that has correlated with rising levels of independent living among widowed and divorced elders. Living alone is a financial strain for elders who must meet maintenance expenses, property taxes and often mortgage payments as well, on a fixed income. This is a particular problem for the 20% of older Americans who have no other source of income. Medicare does not reimburse long-term visits of home care aides, nor does it cover hearing aids, dental care and dentures, eyeglasses, or routine foot care. An individual who has less then $2,000 in savings can have a public home carry provided by the government, but anyone with more than this has to spend down all their assets, with the exception of their home, their car, and $2,000 in the bank, to become eligible for such assistance. Aging alone is especially difficult for renters. Only 7% of Americans between the ages of 62 and 82 receive rental subsidies. In Los Angeles, rental costs account for more than half of the expenses faced by the average older renter who lives alone. No wonder that, according to research by the UCLA Center for Health Policy Research, 70% of older renters living alone in California struggle to make ends meet. The vulnerabilities of older Americans differ by gender, race, and ethnicity. Women are more likely to age alone. 37% of American women 65 and older live alone, compared to 19% of men the same age. Almost half, 47%, of women 75 and older live alone. Today these economically vulnerable Americans represent the majority of those aging alone.